Hi, I'm Sierra. Alex. Day. And Mika. We're your sassy, goofy, honest, and real girlfriends. Welcome to the Party of Four podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the party of four. Tonight, we're talking about the undergraduate experience. Hey, Day, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm sticking to my cafecito. How about you, Alex? I'm drinking some Tropical Punch Minute Maid juice. What about you, Mika? I'm having myself a cup of coffee. And you, Sierra? I'm drinking my Brita filtered water. And I just have a question. Why? <laughs> I know, right? Fancy. Why are you guys drinking coffee so late? Because the bitch is tired. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right, Mika, take it away with tonight's episode summary. (laughs) Can't believe it's been three years since I graduated from my alma mater. Found myself in nostalgic reflection one day while doing one of those school pride bingo challenges on Instagram. The undergrad experience is truly informative and self-defining as we explore, discover, and determine how we plan to live the rest of our lives as young adults. We can think back to the nervousness that filled our bodies as we walked in for orientation and the excitement that came when we finally got settled into our dorm rooms and the adrenaline that rushed through us at our first party and then the wake-up call that came right after when we realized grades were not going to make themselves. So tonight we asked you, our listening audience, to tell us about your undergrad experience. Let's see what you had to say. So our first question for the group is, do you remember your orientation week and what were you feeling? I absolutely remembered it, like, vividly. And I was just so nervous, but excited and overwhelmed all at the same time. Because orientation week at UCF, they just give you so much information. It's like overload. So I was very overwhelmed, but I was just so excited and I was just trying to make new friends and it was just a really good time, honestly. I really enjoy my orientation. What about you, Alex? Yes, I do remember my orientation week. Um, I went with my friend and her mom. I was a little nervous. Mom was not there with me, but it was also exciting at the same time. Uh, I thought I wanted to double major with dance and exercise science. Um, So I couldn't figure out which college to go to. So that kind of made it a little stressful because I had to register for classes from both. But because I was only allowed to go to one, I chose the dance one just because. So it kind of threw me off with my other major. But then I decided to major in one and minor in the other. But so, yeah, excited and nervous and a little overwhelmed. What about you, Mika? So for me, being that it was a small, like, liberal arts private school they actually did everything for me and I was like super surprised like I came in and like my freshman classes were already registered for there were a bunch of faces that was like walk out my stats and they were like screaming and I was like damn these white people nice like I like this <laughs> like that was the first time I was like among the minority I guess if you could say like for lack of a better term and so yeah, I was just like, these people are really nice. And then I learned. But then these people, I was like, yeah, these people are really nice. <laughs> I'm done. So for my orientation, I don't really remember much of it. But what I do remember was being told I had to sleep over at the institution. And I was so confused because I lived. Sleep over, yeah, like you had to stay overnight because it was a two-day 
experience or whatever. And I remember just being like, I don't want to stay in your dorm. I live 15 minutes away. Like, what, you, what do you mean? So I remember <laughs> that the most. Where'd you guys sleep? Like, like in the dorms? Mm-hmm. They had us in the residential areas. So that was oh. like your same assigned room for the semester or you still had to turn well, I around? Did, like- I didn't even stay at the institution because I lived 15 minutes away. So, gotcha. yeah, so regardless, yeah. I was just like. So they just made everybody stay. Yeah, for orientations. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, what kind of freshman were you? The library hobbit, the super nerd, the hypersocial, you were at every party, the loner, you sit in your room, but you're good, you're good. And then the cruiser doing the bare minimum, but still passing. Okay, so I was the hypersocial turned loner turned life <laughs> turned in the library all the time it was so bad like when I first got to college I just was so fascinated on having this college experience and in every party I was there like me and my friends were like okay we have to go and then um I got with this guy that I was with for two years so that kind of turned loner just because like I just didn't really care for the party scene. And then I was just Relationships would do that to you. No, seriously. Like, especially when you're a freshman and like, I don't know, you just, personally, I don't think I had like healthy boundaries with people. So yeah, I kind of, but the party scene was like, I just really didn't want to be there anymore anyways. But then I just kind of turned like loner to then I was like always in the library studying because I got super serious um, about my life, period. So I went through like all the stages except the cruiser. Because the cruiser to me is like, they do the bare minimum and still pass. I had to be like, no, I couldn't cruise. That's interesting. So for me, when I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I'm a real divergent because I was all of these things at some point. It was like halfway through the semester and I would like switch. Uh, It was just weird. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I started off as a loner, I would say, because I was in a long distance relationship. And most people that know me was always making fun of the fact that I was always on FaceTime. I would be walking to class on FaceTime, in the lunchroom on FaceTime, going to my room on FaceTime, in my room on FaceTime. Like, it was just bad. So I was definitely a loner. But at the same time, I would spend, like, a lot of time in the library. I actually worked in the library. That was, like, one of the best jobs I ever had. I love working in the library because it's so quiet. But anyway, so I got a lot of work done. I can see you working in the library, too, Mika. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can literally see behind the desk. Like, yeah, I'll help you find books. <laughs> yeah, I was helping people find books. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway, yeah, so I loved working in the library, but at the same time, I was at every Caribbean party. Um, not necessarily like frat parties. That was more sophomore year, but but yeah, I was at most parties. I would say until like junior year, that thing started to die down. And then like some classes I would have to cruise through. I'm not even gonna lie, like some classes I was like, I'm so over this. Just go do the bare minimum and make it. That's true. No, I get you. So I just want to share some of the answers that I got on my Instagram when I put this question on there. And I got two loners, a hypersocial, a library hobbit, somebody switched the hypersocial to antisocial, and then one. <laughs> <laughs> the working all the time one. So moving right along, who was your first real friend on campus? My first real friend that I didn't know before coming to campus was uh, my roommate. Her name 
is Tyranny, but we call her TT. She's been my roommate every year through college from our freshman dorm to our on-campus apartment to our house that was close to campus. And yeah, I, I kind of just want to say that we were kind of brought together by fate because I, w- I wanted to go somewhere else. So by the time that I like committed to my undergrad institution, every all of my friends that I knew had already picked their roommates. So I had a fan man on Twitter. But anyway, yes, we've been friends ever since. She's been there for everything. Um, the breakups, the parties, the literally everything. We're still friends now. So I appreciate her if she's listening. Even if she's not listening, I still appreciate her. That is so sweet, Alex. <laughs> well, my first real friend on campus, her name starts with a C. I'm not going to say her name because we're not friends anymore. But... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I won't spill the tea on that one. I should spill the tea, but that's for another podcast. So, yeah, no, we're not friends anymore because of her boyfriend. So, yeah, boyfriend came in the picture. He went to stir some shit up with me. People who know me, y'all know I don't do the stirring in the pot. So it's really sad. But we were friends since freshman year all the way up until senior year we studied abroad together went on cruises together just family trips oh my together. god that's like a real friend friend no she's my real friend okay. like that was my best real friend. nosy ass question are they still together because if not that would be very sad no they're still together okay. I, 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 I she's I definitely brainwashed but that's my business i'm not gonna spill the tea too hard on that i'm not gonna spill the tea okay wow cute <laughs> But let's move on, Mika. <laughs> Who was your first real friend? I would say my first real friend was, is still, uh, Kelsey Jonah. Love her to death. I met her in the library. Imagine. Wait. Um, <laughs> and I remember, I th- the funniest thing that she told me was when I um, she asked where I was from, I was like, yeah, I'm from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. And she thought it was somewhere in the U.S., but she was too afraid to ask. And I was just like, hmm. Okay, so yeah, and then ever since that point, we were we always used to like end up hanging out together. She was always in my room, even when I didn't want her to be in my room. But then I loved her; she was great. Okay, guys. So moving on to relationships and the undergraduate experience, how did your friend group change or change you during your undergraduate experience? You know, I just realized I asked the wrong question on my Instagram, but it's okay. Very good. I was like, none of my answers kind of go with that question. But okay, so the question, the question that I asked on Instagram was, how did your friend group change during or after undergrad? That was not the question that was on our script. But I mean, close enough. Yeah, that's close. In the responses that I got was yes, because I moved. So this particular person left Florida and moved all the way to Portland. And so definitely like her friend group changed because like she was no longer around any of her peers anymore. And then the other response that I got was from another uh, good friend of mine. I have to read this because it's kind of funny. She said, yes, I cut mad people off and then became friends with people from undergrad that I never spoke to while in school. It's amazing who really vibes with you when you're flourishing versus struggling, end quote. So yeah, that person, their friend group definitely changed and they were very intentional about making that happen. That's really deep. No, I feel that. that I like that second part. Like when you're flourishing and evolving as a person, like your friend group will change. Like people I hung out with freshman year 
when we were just trying to go to a party or like do whatever as you get older as you go to like from freshman year to junior year to then senior year you're kind of like I don't really want to go to that same party because the same people the same theme like you want to do different things so you're not going to still keep hanging around that same crowd of people so my friend group definitely changed to party 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 to okay like are you on the same mindset that we want to hurry up and graduate and do something with your life my friend group didn't change, but we kind of evolved together. It was kind of weird. Like freshman year, we were all from the same place, um, I would say, for the most part, most of us. And so we would hang out together. And then like sophomore year, we were partying together. And then junior year, we were just like, okay, that scene is dead. So then like, yeah, we grew together, I would say. Uh, yeah, my, well, mine definitely changed from freshman to sophomore. Because like freshman year, it was based on people that I knew from high school or mutual friends of friends that I already knew that I was hanging with. And then once I got to sophomore year, it was more so based on people that had the same mindset as me or had the same interests as me. And then from undergrad to when I graduated, I did lose some friendships organically, but I think the ones that were supposed to continue did continue. Um, And the ones that I lost, they were lost purposely to protect my peace. So I don't think it changed me anyway, except to be able to weed out those that are healthy for me and those that are not. That's a good one. Happy for you. So on the flip side of relationships, we are now diving into the most weird and awkward experiences. So the question that we have is what was your weirdest or most awkward sexual encounter? Okay, so again, I am quoting this. This is not my personal experience. I cannot relate. According to the listener, this experience went a little bit like this. In the midst of having sex, he was talking to me about how many dudes slash girls he was with, i.e. having sex with, um, all because he fingered me and deemed I was no longer a virgin anymore. I can't make this shit up. I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't know what to say. LOL. That's a lot experience. But go, go him, I guess. But the fact that he thought it was okay to tell her that—that's what I'm saying. Like (laughs) even afterwards, like mid, like there's so many red flags in this situation. Exactly. There's just so many red flags. I. So that happened. And another listener inputted the most weirdest and awkward sexual encounter for them was sleeping with a seven foot guy, tall guy, seven feet tall guy. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. And I'm just thinking about those. Um, I don't know about y'all, but my freshman dorm had that twin size bed. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Day's face. I wish y'all can see Day's face. Ah, oh, man. I can't see her face because the thing is... I mean, it's so funny, Day. Seven foot. I can't imagine. Like, I'm 5'2", so yeah. That is super funny. Anyway. I cannot. So yeah, those are the two that I received from my mind. Thanks for sharing your stories with us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, so the next answer was written in for the worst roommate experience, but it happened to be my roommate freshman year. And it kind of goes in in section two. So basically it was our freshman year it was three of us in a room. 
um, that shared a room together. And I walked in one day. She didn't text and say, hey, I got somebody over. Because, cool, if you want to have a room to yourself, just let me know. And I'll stay out for a little while. But I walked into my room, and one of my roommates was butt naked with this guy on my other roommate's white rug. <laughs> disrespectful. That's pure disrespect. Wait. Like butt booty naked or just like half naked? No, like all the way, like no clothes on, no drawers on, no nothing. Very good. Okay. So like you opened the door, saw them, like, but did, like, did, did they see you? Yes. So they so they were quiet. I guess they heard the door open, but they weren't like, hey, don't come in. So I opened the door and I walk over because it's like a little around the corner. And they were, I wish I can explain it. So our, our dorms, it had like, say if it was a bunk bed, but no bottom bunk. And instead of the bottom bunk, it was a desk. Gotcha. Mm. So her rug was like under her desk a little bit, under her bed. So the girl and the boy went underneath her bed to her so white rude. rug. So yes. Did she ever find out? Yeah, I told her that was my friend. I would have thrown that rug away. Like that's so oh, she no, I for real. Oh, why the floor? I don't know. I, don't, I ain't asked no questions. I don't know what to know. What they get into? They probably couldn't make it to the bed because she just said like the bed was up, like it was it was elevated. So maybe they just didn't. Have it was a little difficult in those beds. I gotta say, you know, maybe like the tension. Not in no freshman dorm. No way, bro. To kind of continue with her, um, going into our next question, was which, which is the worst roommate experience. She also one day, I think somebody had her keys and they were playing, blah, 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 blah. More of the story. She pulled her taser out and she was like running down the hallway, like, da, 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 I would do such and such, such and such. Anyway, she did not return next semester because she got expelled. So, so we only had me, Amy and the girl that I said was my first real friend on campus, um, TT. We had the room to ourselves for the rest of the semester. So that was nice. I can see why y'all were friends for the rest of the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Because y'all really had some experiences together. <laughs> like, yes. Damn. I can't believe it was three of y'all in there. Oh, my God. Yes. And it was a, I don't know if they had like a lot of freshmen that came that year, but it was supposed to be a two-person room. Thankfully, they tried that shit at Stetson after I left because I wasn't in that. Mm-mm. Nope. I didn't play that game. So (laughs) that's actually runs into one of um, the responses that our listeners gave to us. One person said they had to share the room with two other girls. So it was a a two bedroom dorm, just like we were talking about that. They forced three people to three occupants in. And she was like, never again. That was like the worst experience that she had. Another um, input that we had was, uh, someone's roommate would constantly leave the room door open when she left. And you know how small those freshman dorms is. Like, why you have the door open? Yeah. Now, <laughs> the next one that I'm going to talk about happened to be personally. And apparently I was the worst roommate in this situation. <laughs> As a freshman coming in, you know we'd be broke. Okay? We don't have no money. We shop at the Dollar Tree. We grocery shop at the Dollar Tree. Let's not play games. And so for me, I really had a liking for Bianca Sausage, right? I don't know. I probably still like it. I don't eat it as much. But I like Bianca Sausage hot. So this day I was like, okay, let me just get me some Bianca Sausage. And I took it upon myself to heat the Bianca Sausages in the room. Not knowing that my roommate was coming out of class, like, 
within like that 30 minute period. So once she got to the room now, I guess the room is smelling of Vienna sausages. It is completely stink because obviously if you're not eating it, it's like gross, right? Okay, cool. Um, she decided to then take it upon herself to tweet about it. And then one of my friends saw it on her Twitter page and she was like, do you know your roommate just tweeted about you? And I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> so confused and then she sent me the screenshot and then i was known as the vienna sausage girl so, lol did you ever confront your roommate like why did you tweet about me no it was over in like a, it, a good weekend i'm sorry did you stop heating up those vienna sausages nah i was like if that i like a hat no, the thing is she never confronted me about it so I'm like if you're not going to tell me about it like it's cool because technically I don't know about it so but now you are known as the Vienna sausage girl on campus yeah that didn't last long though because you know like hoes were hoes and people started talking about who was sleeping with who and I wasn't a part of that yeah. so you know like thanks, thanks to them yeah they didn't talk about me for too long <laughs> That is so funny. I had a a listener write in that literally quote from quote. He said, what if my roommates had sex a lot? Why do I know this question mark? Because I always heard it. And then he, (laughs) and then he ranted on a little bit more to me personally about his roommates, just never respecting the house and always loud. And yeah, with their significant other. So there we go. That's why that is that happens. You hear people. You don't want to hear them. I think that was my junior year. I was that person, unfortunately. It happens. Like we all do it to each other. I know, but I, but like when you're the person that's like not getting it, and you hear other people, you're like, "Damn, shut up." Yeah, when I walk like, in and I wasn't getting anything, you know, right? You're like, "Okay, we get it. You're having sex. You're an adult. What do you do?" I mean, be like, be like, kudos to you. Yeah, no, like you're a little bit of a hater. You're like, wow. But when, when it's you, you're like, so what? That's Good funny. I do agree. Because it's like, I, I don't mind. Like, it's like, we are, you know, everybody does it, whatever. I, I can put my headphones in. But when it's like random ass times, like 3 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., no. what? You just woke up. You didn't even brush your mouth. What is going on? <laughs> you don't even brush your mouth. Yeah, like, yeah. um, yeah. That's just my little thing on it. So um, I want to share some of the responses that I got to. So one of them was walking on her having sex and it was moving day. Like, girl, you could like wait. The first day? <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it said. Well, damn, she talented. Like, how? <laughs> Unless you knew the person before? Or maybe she was waiting until she got to campus. Maybe. But I just feel like I've always been very respectful. And I'm going to put in a group message. Give me an hour or something like that. They couldn't have had a group message. It was moving. <laughs> like, they didn't even know each other. Yeah, that's true. Another one was a roommate that didn't believe in good hygiene. And then the last one that I got was actually there was two more. One of them was her having her boyfriend over every day and I wanted to be respectful and not walk around with just a t-shirt and panties on. I addressed it. She ignored me. So I stopped being considerate. Mm. She warned her. Yeah, she tried to communicate with her and 
There it is. And then the last one that I have a little insight on is um, roommate went on vacay and decided not to split the bills. So basically, um, she had a roommate and the roommate went away for like, I want to say like a week or two. So she was saying she wasn't there then she doesn't have to split like the utility bills, which I feel like it's 50-50 regardless. You signed a lease and you decided to share 50-50. So it's not my fault that you didn't want to stay in the room for any amount of time. That's crazy to me. Like, did she tell that to the bursar's office when it was tuition time? Well, I wasn't here for two weeks, so I don't. <laughs> and you- then, and a little more background on this person. Um, they're in like an apartment with the lease, like not on campus, not school affiliated. Yeah, that person just not smart. Yeah, sorry. So there's other stories that I received. I have heard of people throwing people's stuff. As well as peeing on people's things. That's too far. That is a thing at a certain institution that I shall not name. Those are not pleasant convos, but it happens. They will pee, destroy, uh, burn, and lipstick it up on people's clothes. Yeah. Wait, what does lipstick it up mean? Girl. Long story short, let's say these two girls got into an argument over this guy. Um, she wanted the guy, the guy was talking to the roommate, and she took the room she took the roommate's lipstick and lip gloss and wrote all over her clothes and on her side of the wall. You were losing your hands. So <laughs> not your life, but your hands. Yeah, she's yeah. And then oh, wow. it, it yeah. That's yeah. for something else or something. You know what? Ash yeah, no, no. She definitely took the lipstick. It was good lipstick, the Fenty lip gloss, and lost her freaking mind. <laughs> <The> Fenty. <laughs> so it happens. And that is expensive. You know you privilege as shit if you use a Fenty lip gloss in somebody's clothes. <laughs> You're wrong. And she it's went crazy. And yeah, the guy did not want her, but the guy did mess around with both of them. And then he just stuck with one of the roommates. So. Okay, so moving on to the next topic, which is academic struggles. Um, the first question is, did you change your major during undergrad? And if so, how come? Who wants to start? So I did change a major during undergrad. When I started, I wanted to be a pediatric oncologist nurse. And the only reason <laughs> I know, well, though, I really wanted to work with kids and I wanted to major in early childhood and everybody in my family said, hell no. Um, and it made me feel, yeah, it made me feel really bad. So I was like, I love working with kids. And they were like, early childhood makes no money. So I started looking into different things where I can still work with kids. And I wouldn't be a pediatric oncologist nurse because you make a lot of money, but you are really with. I, I, like obviously like these kids are battling cancer so you're doing just more things with them and you're it's more one-on-one direct um just that relationship you get to build with them but I hated chemistry I hated biology I just knew and I knew it wasn't for me so I changed my major to elementary education I um started as a double major in dance and um, physical education with concentration and exercise science. Um, but then I realized I didn't want to be a professional dancer or anything. I, that was more so my hobby. And I know I wanted to teach dance. And I didn't need another degree for that. So I then went to um, my major exercise science and a minor in dance. 
And then I realized I didn't want to be a physical therapist, but I kind of already took all those hard classes, physics, biology, um, anatomy. So I was like, I might as well see it through. And I kind of liked being able to do well in those sciences, like it made me feel smart. So I just continued it and then decided to switch um, after I graduated to get my master's in something else, which is what I'm doing now. All right. So moving on to the next question, what was your best excuse for not completing an assignment? Okay. So every single year since I've been in college, we, there's been a hurricane in Florida and I literally, (laughs) every time there's always a hurricane and I, and I'm not trying to sound insensitive because I do know people are extremely like people are very impacted by this. It's obviously an emergency homeland security type. This is very serious. All the hurricanes we have, but when we do have a hurricane, I always use, I use the hurricane excuse until finals week. Honestly, (laughs) I really do. But every time I always say I don't have Wi-Fi, I am struggling. And I had my friend write in that he, me and my friend did the same thing, but he wrote in and said that he one time, he told his, his professor, a hurricane destroyed my house. And he got away with doing the midterm. Because he said he had no Wait. house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said that, okay, I just say I don't have Wi-Fi. He said the whole house get destroyed. But, yes, basically, yeah, no, every year we use the same excuse. And then I think it was last year, Hurricane Dorian. That was supposed to be, like, this big spiral hurricane that didn't really hit Florida. I had to my professor that we had um, no water left because all the water was gone at the grocery store. We were struggling and my family was thinking about going into a shelter. So I couldn't think about assignments. That's how far I've taken it before. Sierra, that's wild. However, some of it was true. I had no water. Okay, there's truth to it. I had no water. I may have had Wi-Fi, had no but I could not focus without water. If I can't drink water, I cannot focus on my assignment. It's too stressful. Another person said the classic technical difficulties. We all know how somehow web courses magically crashes at 1159 and the uh, the assignment can't be uploaded for some reason. So it's uploaded at two o'clock, which gives you a two hour window to get it done. So yeah, I I think I used that excuse one time at least. And another person blamed it on family drama slash tragedy. And based on, like, further investigation on this input, I was told that the person said that their grand, their aunt died or something like that. They blamed it on the death of a family member who was very much alive, which I thought was really fucked up. But, yeah. Okay, I have a story for that, too. This is going to sound so fucked up. But thinking of that, my friend in, like, it was our junior year, he did not study for our midterm, which is like 35% of our grade, he was procrastinating to the fullest. He went into our professor that a certain family member died. So the professor was like, okay, well, if they really did die, show me the eulogy. And he made a eulogy in Photoshop. Yes. That's like a lot of dedication. <laughs> and I said, all the time you spent making the eulogy in Photoshop, you could have spent studying doing the midterm. He went that far. I'm always too nervous to do stuff like that because I believe in speaking things into existence. So if anything happens small or big to that family member, I will feel responsible for it. I cannot. No, seriously. I'm like, it's not that deep. 
Like you could have just like done it already. Crazy. That's a lot. That's a reach. I think that's worse than the water in the hurricane. <laughs> I lost water. <laughs> no, it is. It really is. All right. Well, moving right along, guys. What are your procrastination go-tos? All right. Again, we took to social media and some people responded, cooking a really good meal and then watching a good show and blaming it on self-care. And then another person said, literally any game application on my phone. And I guess for me personally, what did I used to do? I used to sleep. I used to fall all the way asleep. Like I would start an assignment and in two twos, knocked out. Drew on page. Like it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) I always procrastinate with every assignment, everything, because I feel like diamonds are made under pressure. And when I'm under pressure, I work my hardest and it's, it's honestly my best work. Every time I do an assignment, like ahead of time, I don't get the grade I would have got working under pressure. So I like, like if I have an assignment due at 11.59, I am that person, I'll probably start it at 8, probably, you know, eat some food, watch a show, and then like 9.45, 10, I'm, I'm turning it in like right at the dot at 11.59. So I just like procrastination. I feel like under pressure gets the best results. All right, guys, random question. What was or what would you say was your best college experience? So that one moment when you mentally confirmed that you're officially an undergrad or you're officially in college, whether it was a campus event, a party, convocation, um, a first off-campus party maybe, a party out of town, your first class, what was it? She's like, we really here, we really in college now. I think it was, I don't remember what it was called at, at UCF, but it was like when all of the orgs are like in um, in the union and we get to meet all the orgs and all like the Greek organizations, like all the clubs and stuff like that. That made me feel like, oh, like I'm really like in college and like I get to see like all these student orgs that got me super excited. And then after that, when I got my first bad grade, cause I was like, Whoa. wow, this is real. I think mine was Halloween night freshman year. And that night was the night when time went backwards. So it was like, I can't remember what time it was, but say it was like two o'clock in the morning. Um, We had our Halloween cops at a party. And then I realized that I didn't have to like hurry up and go home. Like I could stay out as long as I wanted to. So I think that confirmed. That was like, I'm in college now. Mm -hmm. That's like the best feeling. That's the best feeling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now that she said that, I'm thinking like legit. That was like freshman year for us. And we were like down in Brick House. Now this is like a bar, like Brick House Miami? No, 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 no. Oh. This is Brick House Dwayne. Brick House Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah, so we in this bar, it's crowded. We like real lit. I'm probably on a table somewhere because I'm a freshman doing what freshmen do. And the time rolls back, like usually at the end of like the night, they would like turn on the music, turn on the lights, and then you go home. And the time rolled back, and the DJ was like, I guess we got another hour. And we were like, legit white people raving. I'm not even going to lie. Like, we went off. <laughs> we went so far. All 
right, y'all. So that brings the episode to an end. We want to thank everyone for listening in. Um, please do take the time to leave a comment or review. We do want to hear about what your best college experience was. So comment below the podcast. Also, thanks to everyone that gave us some input via social media. We really appreciate you. Thank you all for listening. This season has come to an end. We will be back for a season two sometime soon. So please make sure you follow our page, like, and subscribe at Party of Four. And for updates on when we'll be back for a season two.